Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, Scott. Hi, James. How's it going? It's going. We're, uh, we're already at the end of our amazing series here. <laughs> amazing series. Our very long three-part series. Yes, on employee benefits. On employee benefits. Yes. So, it's September. We're coming up on it. And just good stuff to know. We've talked about healthcare. We've talked about stock compensation. We've talked about some of the things you want to look for. And today, we'll just talk about what we're going to call I Hope You Have It, which is not all companies will offer this, but if they do, they're pretty amazing benefits. Um, and we want to help you think through how to think about this, what should you be looking for, and do some of these or could some of these apply to you. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I hope you have it. There's a few things we're going to talk about. The first one is... Life insurance. Yeah. So life insurance is one of those things that we can purchase on our own as an individual, or it's one of those things that sometimes is an employee benefit through our employer. Yep. How do we balance that? Should I have it on my own? Should I have it through my employer? Should I do both? What's What's a good way of thinking about that? Yep. I mean, well, I'll be interested to hear what you think, but my, I'm a fan of clients having their own policies outside of work mm-hmm. so that they, regardless of where they go, they have life insurance that's intact and in play. Um, versus just having it through their employer. So I would lean towards having your own. But at the same time, there's no reason to leave uh, free money on the table. Yep. So what often what you'll see with life insurance is that there will be some base form of life insurance covered by the employer automatically. And then you might be able to choose supplemental amounts um, thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. You you don't want to have all of your life insurance tied up through your employer. And typically, you it's it's tough to even get enough life insurance through your employer to fully cover your family in many cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm if I'm if I'm employed and I have a benefit, it might be the benefit typically works out to some multiple of your salary. Yeah, so usually like one to two grand, times, kind of normal. Yeah. So if I make a hundred grand, I might have a life insurance benefit that's worth a hundred grand, two hundred grand, maybe even three hundred grand on me. Mm-hmm. Is that enough if I have a mortgage and a family and kids to send to college and family? It's, it's probably not enough. So that's why Scott and I recommend probably having your base policy enough to, to cover all of your needs if something were to happen to you on your own, something that's portable, something that you own. It's not dependent upon who your employer is. But it is a nice bonus to have life insurance through your employer as well to yeah. supplement that. Agreed. Cool. I don't think I'd add anything else to that. Yeah. Awesome. What's next? Uh, disability insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More likely to need this than life insurance. Yes. And also typically less expensive to get it through the employer side of things than to get a personal uh, disability benefit. Yep. Yep. So it can be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're looking at disability, there's two types of disability. There's long-term disability and there's short-term disability coverage that you should be, or insurance coverage you should be looking at. And short-term is just what it sounds like is it's, it's enough if, there's there's what's called an, a, a waiting period for right. disabled, and it's the insurance company says before we start paying you this benefit, if you're disabled and can't work, you have to wait a certain amount of time. And the short term disability is designed not to really have a 
very long waiting period or any waiting period at all mm-hmm. because if I'm sick and can't work, I need that benefit now. Yep. Long-term disability is more if I if something really bad happens to me and I maybe can't work for an indefinite amount of time, maybe maybe ever again, that's a benefit that could potentially pay me all the way until what would be considered my retirement age or age yep. 65. Yep, Social Security, age 65, something along those lines. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and so for both of them, you just need to make the choice of um, well, two things that are interesting, and with life insurance actually is interesting too. So when you look at this, you can go look at your pay stub, and you can even the stuff that you're, you know, the supplemental stuff if your employer's paying it or something like that. You want to see like, is it counting on my pay stub as income? Because if it counts on your pay stub as income for you, um, even if you know, even if, sometimes I'll see like the employer will be paying the the ten dollar a month premium if that's what it is, but they'll still put it on your pay stub and have you pay taxes on that ten dollars, yep. so that when a benefit comes to you through insurance, it's tax free. Right. If the employer is paying for the benefit without you paying tax on it, when that benefit comes to you, it will be taxable. Yes. And that's a big difference. Very big difference. Yeah. So idea. Hopefully, the disability, um, long term disability, short term disability is you're paying for it through the your your taxes so you'll get those benefits tax uh free when they come to you typically you'll see the max on long-term disability be about 60 percent of your income it's typically mm-hmm. what you see and if you think about that for a second and you go okay i get this tax free well you take out your savings to your 401k in that moment and the taxes that you're paying and 60 percent probably works out to be an okay number yeah yeah exactly exactly so it's a 60 percent sometimes really equals 100 percent of what you're actually taking home Right. Once you factor in some of those things. Yeah. 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 But then short term versus long term, if you have a big surplus emergency fund, you may not need short term disability. Right. Right. If you're okay with it, it's just understanding the trade off. If I'm paying this amount, so if something happens to me, I get this payment. Well, if you feel really comfortable with everything that you have on your financial, on your balance sheet, and you feel okay having to wait six months to get a long term disability, you may choose not to have short term disability. Yeah. If you have your emergency fund or other assets, you might not need it. Now, if your employer is going to pay for it for you as a benefit, absolutely take it. But, but the question of should you pay for it? That comes down to are you gonna would you be okay without it and you can maybe forgo that expense. Yeah. And be just fine. So. And insurance as a whole, just we're briefly talking about this, insurance is probability is really small that something happens, but magnitude is very big for us as a family if something happens. Yeah. Right. So the need for long to having disability insurance and life insurance can make a lot of sense. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. What's next? Um, a common thing that we see that it makes sense to turn on uh, would be dependent care FSA. So that's a flexible spending account to help pay for the costs of care of your dependents, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which can be really nice. The max number that you can put away is $5,000 in a year. Um, but if you just think of it in those terms, more than likely, here's, and here's what it, there's, it's important to know what it covers and what it doesn't cover. It covers care when your children are outside of the school year. So if your kids are going to a... Uh, you know, a school day at a private school, it doesn't cover that, but it would cover any care before they would start school. Mm-hmm. So the kind of the pre-K type, uh, preschool type things it would cover. Um, it would obviously cover having a, a daycare. Yep. It, w- it would cover a camps in the summertime, things that would make it. And the key is it has to make it so that you and your spouse are both working. Right. If one of you is not working, you're not really eligible for dependent care FSA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it can be nice because child care can be expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the it biggest expenses takes five thousand dollars and makes it go pre-tax. Right. So we're not paying taxes on that five thousand, and then we submit receipts to whatever 
provider does this through payroll and we get that money back yeah. tax-free, which is lovely. Good deal. Awesome. Um, one thing that I encourage people to look at, I'm sure we both encourage people to look at, is do they have a legal benefit? Because, mm-hmm. you know, not, not that you always need an attorney on call or all these advanced things, but do you have a living trust? Do you have a will? Do you have the advanced directives? And that's oftentimes what you pay an attorney to do. And if you want to find an attorney to go do that for you, it can cost, it's, it's a wide range, but maybe $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 or so. But if you have a legal benefit through work, you could get a trust and a will and some of your advanced directives done to protect you, to protect your family for a very, very low cost. And so that's sometimes the best place to look if you want to go do that. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of people using that if they need need that and they need some kind of more vanilla type documents, right? Yeah. But just get you to go do that, get that benefit, go use it um, and make it so you have that estate plan in place. Yeah. Cause that's really about resiliency, right? The things we just talked about, life insurance, disability insurance, having an estate plan. That's all about resiliency for you as a family. And what a great time to go turn those things on to make sure that the family's okay. Yeah. And, and, and many people, they don't know. I mean, I've seen so many people that have this, they, maybe they know it exists or they don't know it exists, but they just never used it. It's just use it. Just get that stuff done. It's mm-hmm. mostly paid for, for you. Uh, just make sure those pl- things are in place. And a legal benefit through your employer can be a great place to start with that. Yep. Cool. What about cool. wellness benefits? That'd be cool to have. They exist. They exist. <laughs> depending depending <laughs> on the company. Some got watered down a little bit with the tax tax issues, but they still exist. So, you know, I, I always look at it like go. It's interesting to see what the, what the nuance benefits are per, for the employer. And most of the time, we don't pay attention to it. So just... Yeah. Go read through high level on the benefits that you can get. And if it's beneficial to you, go use it. It's literally free money just sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, if they'll pay your gym membership for you or pay for certain things for you, that's that's more money that you could put towards your own savings or your own retirement or your own college savings or whatever it might be. Absolutely. Uh, take advantage of that. Yes. So not, not a huge thing, but it's something that exists a lot of times and maybe people don't use it. Right. I mean, that translates to like financial wellness benefits. You're starting to see more and more. So maybe they'll give you a benefit for financial planning. Then you can come see James and I. Mm-hmm. We can help you with your financial life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just go see what what plan, what exists and, and how can I get the help that I need. Yeah, I, I see this quite, you know, companies will say you have up to $3,000 per year or $2,000 per year and you can spend it to go hire an accountant or hire a financial planner, hire whatever. And if you have that benefit, that I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Use that. Go see a financial planner. Go see an accountant. Help have someone help you get your financial affairs in order. Uh, and again, it's on the company's dying. It's not it's not in yours. So it's help a, or you're sharing great. it, right? So it helps reduce the cost, which is again lovely, but you're utilizing the benefit, which is the key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a big one that I see, especially in some of the major corporations now, that's been really helpful for families is um, fertility treatments. Yep. That can be very expensive. Mm-hmm. It can. And it's it's amazing to see that offered as a benefit for families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you? I I see this. Do you see it much, or is it still a little bit more, a little more rare to see this as a an employee benefit? I've seen it in tech companies mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where right. they'll and they'll either some are doing a max dollar amount, some are doing certain rounds of things. Just depends on the benefit, but it's just amazing to see it. And if you don't know it exists. What a blessing it can be to know it exists. So oh, yeah. Just go. Well, I mean, I've, I've had clients tell me they've considered looking for other jobs that do offer this mm-hmm. as a benefit. So, I mean, that, that, it can be a very expensive thing. And if an, an employer is offering that and you need that, absolutely take advantage. Even some, to some extent, clients have switched jobs because yep. 
other companies will offer that. And similarly, I've seen ad- um, some forms of adoption assistance as a benefit yes. as well, which yes. is also lovely if fertility ended up not being the thing for your family, but you still wanted to have a family. Yeah. 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 Awesome. What are some other benefits that we can encourage people to look for? I mean, those are the big ones that we see. Uh, some will even do things like, especially with younger families, they'll have like emergency daycare services because they, well, before COVID, they really wanted you to be able to be in the office. Uh, that could be changing, yeah. right? Um, they'll do nurses, health lines, things like that, um, so that you don't necessarily have to go in and see the doctor every time you're sick, which I think with telemedicine will be improving even more and more with COVID and where we're at. But it's it's... I think the key is just go look through, take a moment yes. to look past healthcare, life, disability, 401k, right? Those are, the, those are the big ones. And then go look at what are all these other little, little benefits? And is there anything here that we could really utilize this year to help us take the next step into our financial lives? Yeah, and I think that's the point, especially this episode, is there's no way we could do an exhaustive episode exhaustive episode on every last benefit that exists. The no. point is, do you know what exists? This is part of your compensation package, and the same way you wouldn't leave part of your salary on the table, don't leave any of the benefits on the table if they yeah. apply to you. So review them. If you need help reviewing them, reach out to a planner to help you review them. But there's a lot of great things that are in there, especially if you do some digging, um, if you haven't already done so. So awesome. Exactly. Any other benefits that... Uh, you can think of no but i actually would get so this is the end of the third episode for this kind of this little series and my key for each my hope for each and every one of you is what when will you sit down and review your benefits maybe you'll do it with your spouse the other thing we didn't even really talk about is if you're in a dual income household you both have benefits Mm. so there's even another little nuance i don't know if we want to say anything much about it but you want to look at both sets of your benefits to see right how do we optimize those? Right. Because one of you may have a much better healthcare plan than the other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But take the time to go look through what you have so you can have more money in your pocket, hopefully, and get the benefits that you need. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point. Cool. Well, that's all I got. All right. That's all you got. So everyone go do one thing <laughs> to help better yourself with your employee benefits this year. Feel free to leave us a, let us know you did so in the submit a question. Something like that. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you for listening to episode number 65 of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. If you have a question that you'd like Chris to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question that Scott and I will answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.